Quiet on the set. Action. Welcome everyone to the Movie Machine Podcast presented by Hot Chocolate Media. I'm your moderator, Kyle, today, and I am joined by three magnificent Hollywood elites. They just came off of the Netflix original Mute. We have Jordan Johnson, our writer, who was Paul Rudd's mustache groomer on the film. We have our director, Ben Lifson, who was Alexander Skargar's vocal coach in the movie. And we have Jacob Guller, the producer, who made sure David Hasselhoff was in the futuristic 2035 German money in the movie. That was just my favorite touch. So, for those who don't know, I'm going to input some data in the movie machine. It's going to give me a prompt, and they have to craft Hollywood gold out of it, starting with a writer. We have a metaphorical revenge film. The main characters are an educated goat and a happy secret agent. The start of the story is a journey. The end of the story is a conversion. This is a film that I dreamt of making ever since I was a child. Uh, I grew up on a farm and my father was not around a lot. He wouldn't tell me a lot about why, but I have some ideas. He was in the CIA. I have an idea of what he did for a living. But this is a film that I've wanted to make for a long time. And um, it starts out with uh, a character named Jeffrey. Jeffrey's a goat. And Jeffrey's been living his whole life on this farm. Uh, he chews the grass. He gallops hither and fro in these uh, the nearby wooded areas near the farm. And one day, he's taken away. He's drugged, he's put in a truck, and um, the goat disappears. The farmer, Bill, who lives, uh, or had previously lived with this goat, he could just, you know, let this goat go. He could let this goat disappear from his life, but instead, he goes after him. Bill was retired. Uh, He had a very shady past that he hid from his children, and that he hid from his family. He thought he was going to be done with this uh, lifestyle, the shady lifestyle that he used to have, rigging elections in third world countries for the CIA and uh, being an incredible martial artist. But he sets his pastoral life aside to venture out and find Jeffrey. Along the way, lots of adventures, lots of exciting things in a very short amount of time, but he finds his goat. And the, the real journey is getting back to the farm. He assumes a new identity in order to hide from a rogue state government, Montana, we'll say. And he's hiding his identity. He gets this goat back, and uh, he becomes very, very close friends with this goat. This goat is very, very, very smart. And uh, with no communication, with no uh, verbal communication, that is, they grow a very tight bond. And the secret agent, Bill, he learns that he wants to become a goat himself. He learns that this pastoral life, um, it's not good enough to just be a farmer. He wants to be part of uh, this goat culture. The end of the film is he just he goes and he sits in the farm, and I think it closes, uh, it, it fades out to black. He sits, he sits in the mud with Jeffrey. Okay. You have a title for this uh, taken with goats? A goat too far. Okay. So, director Ben, you have a story about a CIA agent who loses his goat friend. Right. Gets his goat friend. 
becomes a goat. Yeah, well, you know, this is a very personal film for me, too, because, you know, I actually did work in the CIA. You know, I was really into it before I abandoned my son. Anyway, I never I never found out what happened to him. But anyway, um, so this is going to be a very good film. It's very dear to me, and you know what? I really want to get into acting anyway, so first off, I'm going to cast myself. I'm going to be main character and director. You know, I'm going to be Farmer Bill, also known as Agent Bill. So I think I can really bring something to the table and really uh, get my chops out there. You know, I'm not even gonna, I'm just gonna go very method. I'm just gonna go back to my old days. I'm gonna, I didn't have a goat growing up, so I'm just gonna pretend that it was my disappointing son. Sorry, I got a little choked up. He was so disappointing. But anyway, you know, go on a journey. Uh, I'm gonna show off some of my martial art kung fu skills. I think that'll be pretty impressive. I mean, just check this out. Yeah. God, that was pretty... I didn't know a leg was that flexible. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so uh, all no stunt doubles here. So, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get the best guys in the industry to make me look good. They, they don't have to try very hard. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, but anyway, the goat, you know, I don't want to use any CGI. So uh, let's get real goat and babe pig in the city. You know, that movie was made huh, however long ago. You know, we can still do whatever they did. I mean... I don't know, maybe animal rights laws have changed since then. But you know what? So we won't put that thing in the credits that says no animals were harmed. Who cares? You know, goats can be trained, right? Yeah, they can. That's true. If not, we can, you know, put little shockers on. Oh, I'm not going to tell you my trade secrets. (laughs) Little secrets I got from the CIA. Anyway, you know, I'm just going to have my journey with this goat. Maybe I can look onto him with pride, this goat, for the first time in my life. God, he was disappointing. But anyway, uh, yeah, this is going to be a great film. You know, like I said, cast myself. We'll just get whatever goat, you know, just pick up a goat off the streets. Um, you know, and this is, this is going to be good. We'll shoot it on film because I like film. Microfilm or just regular film? They have the same resolution nowadays, so. <laughs> okay. Producer Jacob, you're given a script and storyboards. There's tears on them. And, like, drawings of a wishful scenes of, like, a father and son together. And then later they're erased and the son's replaced with a goat. It's... Do you, do you like this action flick you got in front of... Apparently your director you is know, also an actor and can does, do his own stunts. You know, I'm going to set the script down after getting about a third of the way through. I, I just have to ask, Ben, are you okay? Huh? Oh, yeah. You know... I mean, I... So, here's the deal. I've, I've got about... You know, 15 million bucks set aside because I thought we were going to do this kind of interesting. I know how to handle with pain. Some, with some kind of, you know, metaphorical stuff happening in there. I'll tell you what, I'm going to give you a million of my own money if you just take some time and, like, go try and find your son and, like, re- rebuild your relationship. Because I, I have some concerns that this movie isn't going to be a high quality if you're not focused on the task. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So just, just take that. It's a gift for me. Please go. Do some research, hire some private investigators, do whatever you need to, go find your son. Because this is an unresolved conflict that's just going to poison our movie. Beyond that, there's some interesting ideas here. Don't have any names for cast on my desk, so uh, I'm going to go ahead and reach out to some folks that I would like in this film. I think our goat should be fun and have some of that youthful spirit that you were looking for before. So I'm going to cast Martin Short as our goat. I'm thinking like hybrid live action animation. Maybe like the goat is like the only CG piece. See what looks good. Send me some some ideas. Maybe the goat is like legit cartoon. 
where, where we don't know if Bill can see the goat or not. Uh, on the the note of Bill, I'm actually interested. Let's let's cast this role as like maybe Bill is is non-binary. Let's get Alfred Woodard to come in, and Bill is the name that Bill prefers. You know, maybe born Wilhelmina or something like that. I'm I'm good with that. I just kind of want to play with the role of like you know somebody who's in a different headspace. I like that idea. I think there's some interesting stuff there. Throw me some ideas. I don't know. Put it out there. This farm. I've got some, you know, leads on cool places, but, like, can we, you know, put in something sentimental or, like, tie into their, you know, family history so there can be this reconnection or something going on? Can we use that space a little bit to help tell our story of this, you know, odd reconnection? I don't know how far we want to go with, like, the CIA stuff. I think there's more interesting things in, like, that relationship, but maybe Bill was never a CIA agent. They just think they were, you know? What about that? Also, we're going to need a new title because this one blows, like, right out the water. Just blows so hard. You know, i, I got to market this somehow, and that's really not doing it for me. All right. So, writer comes back to you. The what is the, the, you had Martin Short. Who was the other actor he had attached? Alfred Woodard. Alfred Woodard. Attached. You have a big note that says, change the title. A Goat Too Far is, I, I think, a bit too far of a stretch for the studio. And it, it's the the first, like, test shots from the director are oddly personal. Yeah. You know, by the time the script has gotten back to me, it's, it's uh, I'm sorry, it's really, I got this little thing in my eye, in my eye I don't know, I, the, I, the script smells like Cheetos and rum, and it's just bringing some, sorry, okay. <clears throat> uh <clears throat> So I am looking over these notes from my producer, and um, yeah, let's do something sentimental with the farm. Maybe the farm is—it's uh, a goat rehabilitation place where they bring broken goats and they give them love and encouragement, and they take them out to the pasture not to kill them, but to throw a ball and to catch that ball with humanely grass-fed leather. It's a place of true serenity where I can come to terms, where Jeffrey can come to terms and Bill can come to terms with their past and the way it shaped the rest of their lives. And why I had to quit my job at Circuit City to become a writer. And why I've committed myself to this. I'm gonna take this script, I'm gonna wipe Velveeta and Liverwurst on it, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna send it on with a new title, Too Far to Goat. I really like the idea of Martin Short. Um, I think that with uh, with the recent increase in um, abstract films such as uh, Swiss Army Man, you know things like that, maybe maybe we totally embrace Martin Short as just a you know a, a man with just like a little a, a little goat goat horns in his hat and just little ears. And you know maybe he's wearing a white suit, and he's uh, you know it's it's a, meta, a metaphorical film, and so uh, we don't have to hide the fact that Martin Short is really him. All right, director Ben, the script rewrite shows up to your doorstep. The FedEx box is uh, covered in flies and maggots when you open it. <laughs> Smells something awful, but you're able to, to 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 get most of it. There's a big grease stain on the title, so you think the title could be Too Far Goat, but you're not sure. There is a note put uh, Martin Short in a suit and give him ears and horns. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, well, first off... Oh, there's also a little note that says, Dad? Question mark? 
It's weird. Oh, really. this must have been mailed to the wrong person. I'll just throw it out. Also, I mean, it also doesn't necessarily matter because, um, so when Jacob sent me off my journey, he basically covered and hired some other people to cover the film thing. He said that being on set was too painful for me, which, you know, getting away from the set, you know, they send me dailies and I'm, I approve it, you know, it's, I think I would have done better, but, you know, whatever. But, you know, I'm dealing with some things and talk with the private investigator and to try to track down my son. And, you know, I think I'm ready. He brought him right to this table and I finally found him. Kyle, I know you changed your name and somehow became Ginger, but I'm sorry for abandoning you after all these years. But I know who my dad is. Yes, and I know who my son is too. So I think we can really make up on this. So first off, when we leave here and we get out of the sight of these disappointing people, no offense, you know, I just, I'm glad I'm not related to any of you. I'm taken. Get away from this movie machine and I'm going to finally teach you how to well, play ball, herd real goats, you know? I know you're a big thing on that. I've, I've never met a goat, ever. I know, that's because I didn't offer you goats like my dad did. I'm sorry. I don't even care about, I don't like, sure, yeah. And you know what, Jacob? You're like a son to me, too. You know, so <laughs> Jacob and Kyle, and um, I mean, after you leave, you know, <laughs> I, I don't know you, but you seem cool but you know this is a family thing Jacob and Kyle are gonna go out and you know we're gonna make a real f- relationship with one another again oh 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 uh, anything I'd change for this movie uh, I don't know change the color correction make it make it more dreary do that it'll, it'll be great yeah no it's good add more fur to that goat too but but that's not matter let's you know you and me we have a lot of catching up to do Jacob slash Kyle all right so, Jacob, the, the print, the final print of the movie shows up to you, and inside it includes uh, uh, three tickets to a Twins game on Father's Day, and it says, can't wait to spend time and make up for it. You're not sure what that's all about. It even includes a, 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 a baseball glove and a, a baseball, and says, we'll play catch. I got one, too. So, yeah, this is going to make some money for you, maybe? Well, you know... Market research ain't doing so hot for this so far. I don't think we've really found our stride, and you know, I'll come back to the that whole emotional mess that's going on over there. What I think we need to do is kind of embrace the sort of oddity, like the strange emotional states and like the weirdness that has been kind of injected into this movie. I think we need to kind of go in the vein of like magical realism, get like some Garcia Marquez type shit going on. Because you know, that way we can really, you know, get away with some of these odd things that are happening, and it won't be as weird. And I think to add to that, we need an unreliable narrator. We need narration in this film, and there is only one man I trust with that job, Tom Waits. Tom Waits is going to come in and narrate this film, give us some little backgrounds, provide exposition for the things that we cannot afford when we need to, but also play off of what's happening and give us those moments where... He says something that's supposed to be exposition or clarify something, but only makes it more confusing or proves to be untrue in what's happening. That way, I think our audience will understand that the experience they're watching is one that they're going to have to take part in. They're going to have to pull from themselves, and they're going to be engaging with little pieces here and there and perhaps empathizing with the feeling of a character while not necessarily 
completing the journey from A to B. That's okay. I think we, we sell it that way. This is going to be an indie piece. We market it indie. We do you know all the indie theaters. We'll do a, a tour where Jordan's going to go and she's going to talk about the, the film afterwards, do Q&A sessions. It's going to be beautiful. And then uh, to go back to the whole like family drama thing that's going on here, I have hired a therapist for Ben, and I have I have hired uh, the actor Timothy Omenson, uh to go to this baseball game with Jordan and just pretend to be his dad for a little while to help him kind of work out these things. I paid him really well; like he's getting like quintuple over time for this job. But you know, it'll just he can vent a little bit. He can enjoy you know classic American pastime, and you know things can stabilize a little bit. And you know, I'll have a couple restraining orders under the table just in case things get out of hand. So um, yeah, what was what was the title that you guys sent me over with? Oh, uh, uh, too far to goat. Too far to goat. I can't do anything with that, man. Like, is there anything else uh, rolling around in that head of yours? Greener uh, pastures. Greener Excuse me, it. gentlemen. Uh, Tom White's here. Uh, I've been brought aboard, and it was—it's great. You know, lend my music. Uh, I might have a, a solution for your title here. You know, I have a song that's well known. That I think fits it called "Sins of My Father." If we can set the trailer to it. I think it'll be a big hit with the hipsters. I'm, I'm game. If you're on board to license, oh yeah. I am also game. For the title, Sins of Fathers. Sin, sins of my fathers. Don't, don't mess with my song title, son. I'm the poet here. As long as sins and fathers are very, very prominently... <sighs> Man, you have issues. He is a bit disappointing, isn't he? Holy shit, was that Tom Waits? That was Tom Waits. God, that's... Damn, movie machine keeps upping the ante. So uh, I'm going to put uh, Sins of My Father in the movie machine, which, which sounds like two coins going into one of those vending machines that gives out food pellets at a petting zoo for goats. So uh, this movie goes to Sundance and cans and everything. Tom Waits' name being attached to it gives it a lot of chutzpah or legitimacy. A lot of people walk out feeling like they accidentally sat in on a therapy session and a lot of people, a lot of critics say it, it's uh, April Wolf uh, wrote a, a review saying this is just a perfect example of uh, toxic masculinity could be given a seat to just masturbate to itself for two hours. She doesn't really understand the point. But Netflix picks it up because it only it doesn't even get a deal. To, for actual wide release. It only hits Sundance and Cannes, but Netflix puts it up to, to really get people aware about it because everyone hears about this awful movie and it gets this notoriety, whereas people want to see it, not because it's good, because it seems like so bad it's good kind of thing. So Netflix holds it close to it and then and they hold on to it for two years till everyone forgets about the movie. But then at the Super Bowl in 2020, they have a trailer with Tom Waits singing everything and says it'll be available for streaming right after the, the Super Bowl. And, and 11 million people watch it right after the Super Bowl and it becomes this strange cult classic. My master stroke. Yeah, it, it, it doesn't like, you may, you know, Netflix picked it up for, you know, a million bucks which mostly made up your goat budget and everything. So people remember you guys as the weird Tom Waits therapy movie guys. So... You got two minutes of movie machine magic each, starting with her writer. You, you doing okay, bud? There's like a whole bunch of empty Ben and Jerry pints around you. 
Yeah. Yeah. Cherries Garcia. <clears throat> it's what gets the uh, the Cheetos and rum taste out of my mouth. No, um, I, I don't know if I would uh, change a whole lot. This, this film and this process, I think, has really helped me get to a point in my life where I can um, look to my children, my own children, one day, and, and make sure that they know that I, I did something, and I went out on a limb, and I put myself out there. I got hurt. I got burnt. But I'm going to break the cycle. You, you all right there, buddy? Did everything go okay with Timothy? Was, was that okay? or He didn't show up. He didn't pick me up. That's Son of a bitch. No, it's it's my own fault. I gave him the wrong address. I couldn't deal with it. It's really good because I was about to fire him from that reboot of Galavan. In closing, as I as I prepare to uh, em- embrace the eclipse of my very short writing career, I just hope that by impressing all of these built up feelings onto my son, he can too find a way uh, to express the, 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 the pain and, and, and the shame that he has built up inside of him in an artistic endeavor of his own, perhaps by doing a podcast. All right. So, director Ben, this movie becomes a cult classic, but, but as more and more people investigate, find out this movie, they learn that you didn't actually direct it. You just sat in your trailer watching dailies and eating and, and and now when you go on tours you're so fat you have to use a little scooter and wear a muumuu uh-huh. and people just feel kind of sorry for you but they also think you're a terrible person and hack are are you okay with this <clears throat> oh, too many cheetos uh, you know it's it is what it is you know i i got some things and you know i, I learned a new perspective i i decided i don't think i'll ever figure out who my son was but you know just just moving past it, and I got to meet you, and, you know, this was a good film. You know, it was, it was a good write. Uh, what was your name again? I don't have one anymore. Okay. Well, you know, you wrote a good script. You know, I'm, I'm proud of the work you did. Really? Yeah. I wish I could have known someone like you when I was younger. I appreciate that. But yeah. Anyway, you want to, like, go, I don't know, just, I have this ball. If you want, I'm just going to throw it. Can I, can I? Can I catch it? Sure. I, oh, I'm having a heart attack. Oh. Oh, oh God! Cut to the producer! Cut to the producer! All right, so your plans for a... Uh, I call the, the private Hollywood 911 number <laughs> that only rich people have access to to make sure that this uh, gets taken care of pretty quickly, by the way. All right, what were you so, gonna say? So uh, you're given several other Netflix exclusives to produce. It becomes like your thing. You feeling pretty good about that, or do you want to make real cinema? Because apparently, according to Cans, you can't do Netflix originals there anymore. But yeah, no, I've uh, I actually have a a couple writers, you know, who are working on other Netflix originals. They're actually working on the the biopic about Ben and Jordan and like the whole like weird events that happened during the making of this film. Oh, uh, I heard about that. What's it called again? It's a uh, uh, a goat too far. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. That's right. We used the original. You know, they got pushed too far, and in the end, they found out that they, too, were goats. So, that's cool. And, you know, that way we can capitalize when we release our, you know, our movie after the Super Bowl, and we get those those views rolling in pretty quick, then, oh, look at that. Two months later, here comes the, the biopic about those weird guys who made that. I did think it was a stroke of genius you were able to release it just a week after Ben's heart tragic heart attack death. Yeah, absolutely. Like, like <clears throat> almost precisely. Part like, of the reason I called the private 911 that only rich people have in Hollywood 
uh, is because they allow me to bring cameras in. So I could film some of those last moments and just milk them violently for this beautiful film that I'm crafting. And also, uh, in exchange for calling the private Hollywood 911, I got Ben to sign away his life rights real quick at the end. So, pretty cool. He did uh, it for a ham sandwich, too. I couldn't believe yeah. that. He just mm-hmm. wanted that last, last bit of food, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I made I made up with Timothy Omenson. I you know he's he's a good guy. I think just can't say no to those beautiful doughy eyes. You know. Anyway, uh, you, you gonna be okay, bud? I've I've found peace. Good. I have. All right. Yeah. Jake about. All right. So there we have it, ladies and gentlemen. Sins of my father. And stay tuned for the documentary A Go Too Far: The True Story of the Making of This Film. As recently. A new innovation by the movie machine. The movie machine finished with Fieri. We have now moved on to Jaden Smith, who may or may not be an alien. Evidence as such, here's some of Jaden's wisdom. Dying is mainstream. That's all one word. Hashtag money. Thank you, everyone. You have a great day. <laughs> uh,